In 2006, a rock band comprised entirely of Asian Americas named itself The Slants, with the idea that it would reappropriate a term that has been used to denigrate Asian Americans. Five years later, the leader of the band sought to register their name as a trademark with the federal government. But the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office said no, because federal law prohibits registration of a trademark that disparages people. The leader, that leader of the band, Simon Tam, then sued the government on the ground that the denial violated his First Amendment right to free speech. And today, the Supreme Court heard arguments in Tam's case. Here to talk with, it about us, with us about it is our Bloomberg Law co-host, Greg Storr, who's also Bloomberg Supreme Court reporter. Uh, Greg was in the courtroom today, and we're going to be talking to him about the argument. But first, Greg, why don't we talk about a decision the Supreme Court issued uh, today, and then we'll we'll get to the trademark thing. They they had a decision about Fannie Mae, didn't they? They did, and I and I I'd love to tell you it's the most closely watched case of the term, Michael, but uh, that's not not the case. But it's still important for Fannie Mae. It, it, essentially, the question is whether Fannie Mae was was sued and tried to move um, a, a, a lawsuit into federal court. And often, uh, you know, big corporate defendants like to be in in federal court. They think they stand a better chance of winning. And the Supreme Court unanimously said that there's a provision in federal law that 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 Fannie Mae thought gave federal courts jurisdiction over any case involving Fannie Mae in the Supreme Court unanimously said, no, that's not the case. An opinion by Justice Sotomayor, uh, so a setback for Fannie Mae, uh, but really uh, just about where Fannie Mae has to, has to uh, you know, can be in court, not, not uh, whether they can be sued. So, Greg, now let's go to one of the more closely watched cases and one of the more interesting ones uh, from my point of view, and that is the case about disparaging trademarks. There were oral arguments today. You were there. What was the main issue for the justices? Yeah, it is a really interesting case, June. Federal trademark law uh, does and has for, for 70 years or so say that uh, trademark examiners can refuse to uh, uh, register a trademark, and we can talk later about what what that involves. But that's a, it's a benefit for a trademark owner uh, if the name is disparaging of of somebody else or some other thing. And in the case of the, this group, the Slants uh, trademark examiners concluded it was disparaging, even though as as Michael described, that's not what the the members of the band say they're they're trying to do. And so the question is whether uh, that sort of uh, distinction is constitutionally appropriate for the government to, to do in the general sense in the courtroom or, or the big question was whether uh, that was impermissible viewpoint discrimination by the federal government. Well, on first blush, you know, it does seem like, gee, they're just expressing something here. They're trying to reclaim something. It's very political. You'd think it's at the heart of the free speech clause of the First Amendment. On the other hand, what did the government argue? Well, the government's argument is that they can still say it. Nobody's questioning their ability to, to call themselves a slant. And in fact, they can sue uh, for trademark infringement, uh, for example, under state common law. Uh, the, the question that the government says is whether we're, we're going to give them this added benefit. This is a registry, and basically, you can, if you're thinking about, you know, naming your own rock band, you can go to this registry and see, see, you know, what names are already taken, and, and make sure you're not infringing on on anything. Um, and it also, um, you know, gives some legal benefits, some presumptions when you're in court uh, if you're the owner of, of a registered trademark. And so the government says it's not that we're prohibiting anybody from saying anything; we're just deciding where the we're going to confer a benefit. And when we do that, we have a lot more discretion. But Greg, it seems as if there is too, 
too much discretion. I mean, there are bands who have been recognized trademarks, for example, NWA, Uncle Cracker. Those are those are bands that do have trademarks. And so isn't it viewpoint discrimination? Yeah, that that, uh, that is certainly one of the arguments, and, and another way of thinking about it, although this didn't come up as much as I might have thought it would have, is that you know, this provision in the law just talks about disparaging, um, and it doesn't really you know, define what, what exactly that is, and so you do have these results that seem like they are, they are inconsistent with one another. Uh, and, and that was the general sense in the courtroom, that there was, um, that there was real concern that the government uh, uh, did have the ability to say this name is okay, this name is not okay. But the justices did have some concerns about how to draw lines here, didn't they? They, they did. It wasn't, uh, and they didn't get a whole lot of help from Mr. Tam's lawyer on that. Um, you know, one question that came up that never really uh, got answered was, oh, well, how does it, you know, could the government, uh, you know, say a local government, have a Shakespeare festival where what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, talk about how, how great Shakespeare was. And, um, uh, you know, isn't that a form of viewpoint discrimination, but in a very limited context? And, and and so what they seemed to be really searching for was to try to figure out how we could say that trademark is different from all these other contexts where um, the government might uh, legitimately be able to say in this particular context we're, we're only um, talking about certain things. Greg, how did the Federal Circuit, which handles these cases, handle this below? Well, the Federal Circuit decided with with the ban, the, the, the band, um, Mr. Tam, and, and said that this was a, a violation of the First Amendment, which which you know essentially made it a, a guarantee that the Supreme Court w- would take up the issue. Um, there is another case I should point out uh, that, that involves the Washington Redskins that uh, may or may come out the same way or, or may not come out the same way. Well. You know, Tam's lawyer argued, if I understood his argument correctly, that there is a way to, for the court to decide this without getting to the constitutional question. That is, they could just sort of decide it on statutory grounds. Is there a way for them to do that if they find they can't draw lines? Well, they could, they, they could decide that this is just not disparaging. Um, but but, but that, that did not really come up. Uh, in fact, I don't think it came up at all in, in the argument. It... it um, uh, you know, would involve them making the kind of fact-based judgment call that the Supreme Court doesn't really like to make. Uh, it would, you know, it might be a way of, of uh, you know, getting out of the cases they decide they don't want to decide very much. But you know, this is a, this is a court that likes First Amendment cases, likes First Amendment issues. They weren't, you know, being shy about grappling with these big questions. They just uh, were struggling a little bit to to figure out where to draw the line. Greg, thank you very much. That's Greg Storer, Bloomberg Supreme Court reporter and our esteemed co-host here on Bloomberg Law, talking about uh, an argument today in on a First Amendment case and a trademark case in the Supreme Court.